Gordano. That's oh. ba- Gordano. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I'd cut to the chase. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, and so it came to pass that the men of Sorry Not In Service rendered unto the ears of the podcast listeners Gordano. And the, the presenters of Sorry Not In Service said, let there be Gordano. And there was. And it was good. And it was good. Well, listeners, you be the judge of that, uh, the forthcoming podcast. And there were creatures that squirmed and slimed, and they were the listeners. <laughs> Get on with it. Crowd are pillocks. That's right, sir. And uh, William, I'm glad you asked me. Um, well, yeah, sorry, not in service. Oh, yeah, what is it? Sorry, not in service is like match of the day, William, because, of course, there's 22 sweaty athletes here in the studio. Hello. Uh, you're known as the bastard in the black. And yes. uh, I'm Gary Lineker. So, uh, yes, very much so. So, a uh, special treat for you there, listeners. Also, we do say a lot of misogynist things off air. <laughs> we do, we do <laughs> quite actually. an enormous amount. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, we're quite balanced the, when those sliders go up, but <laughs> down, the just, opinions we have about we just hate just women. Oh my word! Like everyone who's ever broadcast on Match of the Day. <laughs> Sue us if it's not true. <laughs> That's right. William, I've got some rather appalling opinions about the women folk, and I'm going to tell you all about them now. Woohoo! I think we've settled on the fact that occasionally, like, uh, there's things that, you, that go wrong. What? The, the, the women. The women folk. Well, yeah, but, but it's just as much of the same way as the chaps. I mean, we're all basically the same thing. Well, well, is that necessarily true? Well, we walk into different toilets. I'll, gi- I'll give you that. I'm- well, is that necessarily true? <laughs> Most people should walk into different toilets. Most people should walk into different toilets. Yes. Yeah. Leave me alone. Okay, fine. Well, I will... On that note, listeners, uh, I'm going to play a game. And that game is called... Formatting Point of the Show! And it's a lovely game. It's a game for two players, two adult players. Uh, two, and uh, they must be adult players. And uh, the idea... It's not a game for minors. So this is the part of the show, listeners, where we tell anecdotes from our previous two weeks anecdotes. off air. Off air. What the hell have we been up to, sir? Yes. Well, what we... have we been up to? Should we decide who's going first, Will? In the right. time-honoured fashion, Yes. I'll throw a pen at your nipple. Yeah, so that Miss, means I'm going first. It glanced off my pectoral muscle. Didn't even graze the nipple. So, uh, listeners... I've had a very exciting fortnight. A very exciting fortnight, yes, Simon. One thing has happened to me. One thing? Certainly, sir. Now, picture the scene, listeners. I'm uh, Friday afternoon. Oh. I'm at work. And uh, work on a farm, as, uh, as keen-eared listeners will know. Uh, just packing up for the evening. My manager is about to go off to a meeting in, in Yeovil. And uh, he has a meeting at, at 5 o'clock, and it's about 20 to 5. So he's pushing it, but uh, he should, should still make it. We, um, we, get, we get one of the guys coming up from the maternity unit. Uh, and to tell us that there's a calf coming, but uh, the cow is struggling to 
to give birth to the calf. Oh dear. So uh, the manager, our manager uh, picks up the phone, uh, about to uh, phone the vet, get the vet out right. to deal with it. Uh, he then, as the phone is ringing, he has second thoughts and he thinks, no, actually, I could probably manage this. I could probably give it a go. And if, I, if I'm going to be late for my meeting, I'll call the vet. So uh, Neil pops down to, uh, to the maternity unit, to the calving area, and uh, pops his arm in. Right. And the calf is breech. So oh, it is dear. going to be a difficult carving. Uh, it's going to be complicated. Uh, but Neil knows what he's, he's doing. He's been, a, he's been farming for, for 25 years now. And uh, so his arm's in deep. Right. He's got hold of the calf's legs, ready to sort of try and turn it round. Yeah. Moves his body away. Yep. Arm stays in the cow. <laughs> what? Massively dislocated his, his arm <laughs> from the rest of his body. <laughs> oh, there we are. Uh, from what I understand, Neil then uses his left arm... Oh, what? To wrench his right, dislocated right arm out of the cow. Okay. Leaves it limp on her back. Right. To start working on the calf with his <laughs> left arm. <laughs> Eventually the calf is born. Um, the first time I hear about this is when Neil comes running up to the office, blood all over him, uh, cow entrails all over his shirt with an arm that's pretty much dragging along the floor. Oh, God. <laughs> to which he says, Problem! <laughs> Yes, I can see that, Neil. Yes, uh, okay. So I, um, I drive, grab his car keys and his coat and his wallet, and we run. <laughs> you rob him? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, the world. Chances, chances. Uh, he's weakened. He's weakened. That's right. That's when I should. He's clearly lost a lot of blood and yeah. cow entrails. <laughs> He'll admire this. <laughs> um, um, so I, 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 I popped him in his car and off to uh, Yeovil Hospital. We go. Uh, so I'm um, sort of not panicking. I'm trying to play it cool. But uh, yeah, like every, every sort of, exactly. Uh, but every sort of, you know, a bit of traffic, I'm like, oh, gold, oh, gold, like this. Yeah, okay. But I'm doing okay. Right. Uh, eventually pull up outside A&E. And, um, but then as we pull up to A&E, I forget that I'm driving an enormous automatic vehicle. Oh, dear. And because in all the panic, because I hadn't actually stopped in the journey from the farm to the hospital, uh, my left leg wanted to get involved. So my right leg is very near the accelerator. As is tradition. My left leg is looking for the clutch, finds the brake. So as we pull up to the Oval Hospital, Neil cradling his dislocated arm, I hit the brake at an enormous rate, looking for the clutch, <laughs> pushing him. Catapulting him through the window and onto a waiting hospital trolley. <laughs> and as I panic, I uh, decide to, uh, the most sensible thing to do is take my foot off the brake, hit the accelerator. What? Realise that's not the right thing to do, slam the brakes again. <laughs> Bless him, he held it together for the whole journey. He was telling me that the endorphins are rushing through his body, so he's feeling quite okay at the moment, but it will wear off soon. <laughs> and just as I pulled up to the hospital, he started sort of making groaning noises. That's why I got a little bit panicked. Right, okay. And then decided the best you thing to the do best thing to was do put is... several Gs through him. I should practice the emergency stop at this moment. <laughs> right. You're going to do it anywhere. Might as well be outside a hospital. Now, Mr. Lee, when I put my detached arm onto the uh, dashboard, I want you to do an emergency <laughs> stop. <laughs> there we are, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, uh, my own version Lee, of Somerset the, Casualty there. The uh, driving uh, tester is going to be expecting to have some cow entrails hit the windscreen. <laughs> you need to be aiming for that kind of impact as you perform your emergency stop. <laughs> that is uh, essentially what happened, Will. Right. So, uh, so there we go. So that was my exciting moment. Uh, you never guess who the uh, health and safety guy is on the farm. <laughs> He's broadcasting right now. Oh, dear. <laughs> Crazy people in town.
Very good, Will. Very good. If I close my eyes, I was listening to that song. Uh, no, William. <laughs> William. Other than brilliantly mimicking the, the work of Francis there. Bebe, uh, what have you been up to in this part fortnight? Oh. Oi. What? Oh, come back to my time of the show. Go on. Jeffing decorum around here. Um, I met Jeffing Decorum actually. Did you? Did you? How is he? Yeah, he's dead. Is he really? Yeah. I finally caught up with him. Oh. Yes. So that's a, that's but a that's there, not listeners. the anecdote this time round, <laughs> listeners. My anecdote entails leaving somebody alive. Unlike the late <laughs> Jeffing Decorum. Yes, unlike the late and uh, justifiably maligned Jeffing Decorum. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Simon, you know that these days I spend my life um, neath the uh, the beautiful open sky, um, uh, working the land. You're a gardener now, yeah? Working the land. Sure, why not? Yes, it's yeah. lovely, and uh, I do enjoy it a lot. But Simon, as previously referred to on this very 10 radio slot of the show... Sure. And by you... Mm-hmm. I am massively underqualified for oh, it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, last Monday, Monday just gone, mm-hmm. Monday just gone, one of my employers uh, came up and had a word with me and said... I'm not sure there's much more you're going to be able to do around here. Oh, now, oh, 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 it was justified. Okay, I mean, I've done very little there, you know, to be honest. The guy had been getting me around for eight-hour shifts, and I'd done, you know, whatever. I could see that. I'll do that bit. Can I Can I just ask a question, Will? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Fire away. Where was the... Um... Did they put any emphasis on any particular words in that phrase? Was it, there's very little else that you can do around here? Or was, there, or was it, there's very little else you can do around here? Little and do. <laughs> right, okay. There's, there's very, very little, little that you, you can, can do, do around here. <laughs> did they say around here very quietly? Around here. <laughs> um, in these parts, kid, there's not a whole lot that y'all can do. Sorry, no, it, uh, and uh, you know what? I accepted this with good grace. He had mm-hmm. warned me previously that it was likely that my employment with him was going to come to an end. And in all fairness, you know, he's been bringing me on for eight-hour uh, shifts. Yep. Largely giving me about five hours worth of work to do, and then I've been pottering for the rest of the day. And I think he's been aware of this. <laughs> really? Right. And so um said, well, you know, uh, I've got some other stuff I need to go and have a look at today. Wasn't entirely expecting to be here today until you asked me to come over. So, yeah, it's absolutely fine. I'm probably going to be out of the way by, you know, one at the latest anyway, because I've got a lot of uh, work to do elsewhere. He went, that's absolutely fine. And five to one came, and the fella came out and went, oh, you know, yeah, thanks very much for your help and all that. And I thought, that's great. And he said, oh, just before you go... Uh, actually, there's a, is there a couple of things you could do just before you go? I said, yeah, that's fine. He's been employing me for a long time, Simon. Sure. Man, I feel a little bit like I owe him. Yeah. Massively incompetent person that I am. So I realised that I was just going to have to go along with what he needed me to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, I said, sure. He said, can we just go and tie up that rose? I said, that's fine. And he said, that post that's just next to it, that shouldn't be there, should it? And I went, no, I suppose we could get rid of that post, couldn't we? And he said... Oh, we need a stake to go uh, to tie the rose onto as well. I said, yeah, that's fine. So, I had to get the post out. Okay. And I 
big post, yep. about nine foot high, mm -hmm. and I wrenched it and wrenched it and wrenched it and wrenched it, and then smashed myself in the skull with it. And I went, ah, but I suppose I'm on my way though, aren't I? It's all okay. And he said, oh, we need something to tie the rose up with. And I said, there's a rope on the post I've just removed. <laughs> and now I'm in a hurry, and I said it pretty much exactly as fast as that. There's a rope on the post I've just removed. Undid the rope, and you know the way that if you've got a rope wrapped around something, what you yeah. can do is kind of flick, flick it, <laughs> yes. and it'll unravel of its own accord. Yes. What I successfully do, did yes. was unravel most of it, yeah. but it was still tied at the end. <laughs> and so on the downswing of this flick manoeuvre, what I did was successfully bring the post hurtling back towards my chest, wounding myself in the abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> it's now five past one. I don't have much time to be getting on with, with much more. So I go find a stake to, 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 um, to use the rope to tie the rose up with, and and rush over. Do you have a hammer? And he went, uh, what well, sledgehammer? Yeah, yeah, a sledgehammer to get the stake in. And he went, um, I might have one. And I thought, well, the ground's quite soft. While he's off going and getting the sledgehammer, I'll see what I can do. So I picked up the post again and <laughs> picked up the long post, right, to try and hammer the stake in. The long post is Sorry. like whoa, whoa, whoa! You tried to hammer the stake in with the long nine foot post. Yes. <laughs> It was a heavy thing in the immediate vicinity that wasn't my hand. Okay, fine. Yeah, or head. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to yeah. try and nut it into the ground. Why would you? South of the border. God. <laughs> so, um, that that caused problems for a start because I almost immediately broke a branch off the rose bush that was supposed to be holding up. He didn't notice this though, which was somewhat fortunate. So when he returned with a sledgehammer, I went, "Perfect. This post really wasn't working out." Ha 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 ha! I sound nearly quarter past one because you know what? He does not move fast enough to go and fetch a sledgehammer. Come on! Expect I expect my employers to be quick off the mark fetching a sledge. <laughs> Rosebud. And <laughs> And so I went I absolutely slaughtered that stake. You know sometimes when you're hammering in a stake, the top can split. Yeah, yeah. I made mine look like Mount St. Helens. <laughs> With a similar amount of devastation, I successfully launched splinters of steak all over the place, but I did bury half of it in the ground. <laughs> there was a downside to it, it was too low to actually put a rope around to tie the rope's back. But he went, well that's not going anywhere now, is it? That's not going anywhere. No. But no. Either way, Julian, it's been an absolute... <laughs> it's been an absolute delight working for you. And um, my employment there was terminated. Sure. I also took out a bit of his head when I was trying... <laughs> I was late! <laughs> you tied some fence panels to your car. <laughs> you were late for your imaginary meetings at one o'clock. They were imaginary, I had more work to be getting on with. I don't want sure. to be back late. Those toilets won't clean themselves. <laughs> no, I'm really... out of a job the moment they do. <laughs> <laughs> You're dreading that day coming. Yeah, I really am. Well, William, from all at 10 Radio, we wish you the very best with your career. <laughs> What? Sorry, no, I was just enjoying your underwater bass guitar impressions there. <laughs> the sound of a drowning bass guitar. <laughs> just, I'm just trying to branch out, I'm trying to lighten the mood a bit. <laughs> well, you certainly succeeded there, Will. Yes. Uh, now, uh, what, what happened to the third member of Drenge? Contemporary music reference! <laughs>
On 10 Radio? On 10 Radio! <laughs> the very thought! Chris Rea coming up in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, Simon, my last and fantastic anecdote, not my last anecdote, but the one that preceded this moment. Sure, sure. Sure! Reminded me that that's not the first time I've left a job! I've left a job. Yeah, I've left a job mm-hmm. in the past. And the thing is, Simon, the first time I left a job, yeah. I was at the time working for the much referenced Nectar Fueled Supermarket yeah. as a kind of a butcherman. Yeah, of course, you worked on the fish counter, fish and meat. That was your thing. Yep, fish and meat. If it involves knives and blood, I'm there. <laughs> Certainly. I'm there. Much like Poirot in that respect. <laughs> and yes, yeah, Simon. I decided, you know what, this isn't the career for me. And so I thought, it's going to be time to move on. And of course, when working for a company, Mm -hmm. it is the expected thing to do to hand in a letter of resignation. Yeah, sure, okay. But I didn't really have any plans post-Sainsbury's whatsoever. I was just going to kind of float around like a ghost or wraith. Yeah. 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 That was was your plan. That was my to hang around like a ghost or wraith. What earth did the careers advisors at school make of you? Ghost or wraith? Oh, is that right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm fulfilling the prophecy. Yeah, yeah precisely. So <laughs> I um, put all my details into the into the computer system. I just came up with a picture of Slimer from Ghostbusters. <laughs> I feel we're edging towards a point. But we I are can't edging buy- towards a point. The thing is, Simon... Yeah. When you're handing in a letter explaining what you're going to be doing, your reasons for leaving. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, you want to make sure that you're going to be able to go back to them to get a reference. Yeah, okay. So fine. you can't write something silly. No. So I informed them that it was my intention to go and become a lens grinder <laughs> in Omsk. <laughs> of course you did. Of course I did, sir. Yep. The fun thing about this, Simon. Mm-hmm. You know the way that, more or less, without wishing to malign my still colleagues, although on a less frequent basis, the interview process for Sainsbury's is not necessarily um, based on things other than personality skills, the ability to work within a team and things like that. Deduction is not a thing which really comes into it. Right. So, having quit Sainsbury's... Yeah. And kind of floated hither and thither as a kind of wraith or spirit. Sure, yeah. I did return about a month later and genuinely had people saying, I thought you were going to... (laughs) I thought you were going to Russia. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. That was a lie. (laughs) I wasn't even going to broach the notion of joke because humour is a clearly far too subjective thing for them to do. (laughs) Right, good. So, um, what I'm saying is, yeah, I, I'm probably at my best when I'm leaving a job. <laughs> Throwing posts at yourself. Throwing posts at myself, getting jobs done far quicker than I normally do, being enormously invented and mi- inventive and misleading all my colleagues. <laughs> leaving work is one of my favourite things. <laughs> so, what's something you're good at as well? I think I'm, I'm actually... probably best at that. I'm probably best at leaving. Skills include... <laughs> leaving. <laughs> leaving. <laughs> yeah. Getting out of here. Or being asked to leave. <laughs> I get asked to leave a lot. Mainly the wrong toilets. <laughs> that was a callback, wasn't it? It was a callback to the first link, so if you've joined us since the first link, then it was more toilet talk. 
Yeah, there was a lot of wrong toilet talk. Not wrong as in that's inappropriate. Well, it was inappropriate in the context, wasn't it? I'm not sure how long the lead into this song is. Should we just find it? It's exactly this long. Now, Simon, I've told two tales of leaving employers. Mm. Do you have a tale of leaving an employer? Oh, like a fun anecdote about leaving leaving work. Um, it doesn't have to be fun, Simon. It's 10 Radio. Okay. Um, it could just be some facts. Is it, is it, it's not really last day pranks, is it? Uh, no, I've got one. I've, got, I've, I've got one. I've got one. It can be. I think I've got quite a good one. Have you? Um, I was working for a building society. Let's call them Fistle and Fest. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Wow. And in this building society, I was working there, as was uh, my, at the time, lady chum. Ooh, yes. Now, um, and uh, we were doing fairly well in the branch, you know, work-wise, and I think well regarded by the um, senior management. Uh, we, um, we were having our annual reviews, and, um, and I thought uh, it would be a good time to perhaps talk about my career with them. Because the question was asked, you know, where do you see yourself? Now, unbeknownst to the person asking that question, the senior manager, yes. I had accepted employment over the road at a bank that we shall call Bat Best. <laughs> okay? Just to sort of... Just yeah. to, just to just you know, cover yourself cover, legally. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Just to cover yourself legally. So, here I am in the offices of Fistle and Fest. Yes. Knowing full well that I'm about to move over the road to Bat Best. Right. And I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to the senior manager. <laughs> and he's asked me, uh, you know, what, what do I see happening with my career? And remember, I'm, I'm working with my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And I used the phrase, um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I've got to be absolutely straight with you. Um, we're going to be moving over to Bat Best. And he went, we? <laughs> so, was it a solo move on your part at the time? <laughs> No, was it no, not? no, 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 no. Was, was it being, not? I was being accompanied by somebody else. Were you? Yeah. Were you? To which, yeah. So my oh. response to when he said we was a long silence. And I said, the royal we? Which <laughs> 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 he didn't buy. Did he not? No. Did he not, Simon? No. And, oh, I've forgotten you remember the royal family. Yeah. And of course, You're um, Prince Philip. Of course, my uh, lady jump partner at the time... Hadn't had her review yet. That was coming up later. <laughs> so I had to wow. go back downstairs again, take it to one side and say, look, I might have said something. <laughs> I, may have, I, may have, I may have just resigned you. <laughs> you see this empty bag, right? You see that feline going up the curtains. Well, a funny tale there, Ren. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you visualise it, listeners, then you'll get what he's referring to. And it's a very funny thing. It's actually very clever. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that's an example of me leaving my workplace and taking people with me. If I'm going down, I'm taking you all with me. <laughs> or at least her. <laughs> or just her. Because I like her at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Simon. Thanks. I've just realised if such a time arrives <laughs> as I have to completely abandon the good ship Nectar. Mm. Well, I mean, probably nobody else is going to be leaving with me, but I might as well say... <laughs> So me, Susan, me, Terry, Susan, uh, Cleesus, Brabbles, <laughs> we're all off, Two-Space, Loza. You can call yourself down to checkouts. Yeah. What? 
Can I come to... Never mind. <laughs> Never mind, Simon. Hong Hong! Yeah. Lore. on BBC Three sees the start of a new series of Too Much Too Young, where newborn babies are giving too much responsibility in the Ministry of Defence. And popular arts show Cultural Embargo will be returning to our screens on Monday night. Patrick O'Patrick will be hosting with reviews of new superhero film The Bad Men Lose to the Good Men and a behind-the-scenes insight into the spineless Guess Who Commission's work for the Tate. Grandstand will make a welcome return to BBC One on Saturday morning after an absence of nine years. The format has changed with the times, and instead of sporting excellence, the five-hour broadcast will be mainly be, will mainly be angry men shouting "Stand up!" at grands. And Sunday evening costume drama Bovril Onset will be pacifying the masses at seven o'clock on BBC Two Wit. Since we last joined the bucolic utopia, Jennifer Lovely's marriage has been absolutely fine and the farm has not experienced any concerns worthy of storyline. However, Colonel Flange has returned to Bovril and there are fears in the village that he may have any plans. That's frightful. Tune in to Channel 5 on Thursday night at 8 o'clock for the grand final of Make a Cake. Will Burnley's Johnny Tippleweed make a cake or will Folkestone's Tony Biscuits make a cake? And Wednesday we'll see the launch of new live sports channel, Ball. <laughs> Ball has managed to acquire top commentary talent, including old moustache man, middle-aged scotch man, young stupid man, token woman, and outdoor broadcast coat man with old microphone. Kickoff will have to wait until Saturday, when there is football. <laughs> that's right, ladies and gentlemen. So that's what's on TV, and just for reference, the TV is the rectangle-shaped box in your living room uh, that until recently you've been using as a light... Yes. Or a cat. That's what channel is. <laughs> now, Simon, Simon. Norbert, Norbert within the last fortnight. How is Norbert? How is Norbert within the last fortnight? Norbert within the last fortnight yeah. is critically ill. <laughs> is he really? Yes! That's a damn shame. Yes, it is a damn shame. And I can't give you his medical reference number, so you can go and visit him, Simon. And do you know why? Why? Because he is a figment of the mind! <laughs> is he really? Yes! My goodness he me. He is, because... Well, this is an emotional roller coaster. It, it, <laughs> it's literally an emotional roller coaster. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> uh, Simon. Yeah. The reason I bring, bring up the, the non-existence of uh, Norbert within the last fortnight <laughs> yeah. is because within the last fortnight mm. um, there were questions raised um, about whether or not I was particularly upset about something that was discussed on the last show. 
Brackets! The digging of a hole to put a dead dog in it. Oh, okay, fine. There so was we a mentioned fun this anecdote. on the last show. It was a fun anecdote. And, um... And mum came up to me. Yep. Within the last fortnight. Sure. <laughs> she said, this is within the last fortnight. Yeah. We know the joke. I said, we really, we were quite upset about that. I said, no, 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 it's absolutely fine. I was absolutely, it's okay. We just, we just embellished. And then I was thinking as I was driving back from there, and I'd, you know, I'd done another good day's work, and I was feeling quite good about myself, and I was doing what I normally do on a drive back, and I thought, the problem with a lot of our anecdotes mm. is they don't necessarily have any kind of, like, evidence to them. So you know the way I've been talking about my propensity to make loud noises whilst in a car? Yes. On the way? Yes. Hither, thither, and yon. So screaming at the top of your voice at traffic lights is... Well, not so much that, Simon. Is It was a lovely evening, and I'd taken the dogs out for a walk. I was feeling quite happy and a little bit pumped on Ginster's pasties. Yep. And uh, I thought, well, you know what? It would be nice at some point to bring through to the studio some kind of evidence of the noise of me driving on the 358. <laughs> oh, no. So, Simon, yeah. I bring you to um, the sound of the evening of the 21st of April. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> on the A358 approaching Thorn Falcon. managed to howl two voices. Howl in stereo. <laughs> that was extraordinary. And that's you driving, is it? That's the sound. <laughs> it's only Chris Evans missed a trick when he was picking his dream lineup, wasn't it? Didn't he? <laughs> he did, didn't he? Get me that guy that screams on the 358. That's I'm sure scream. viewers will warm to him. It's not a scream, it's a howl. Sure. It's a howl. I, I know it's a howl, Simon, because there was a tiny poodleish type dog sat on a parcel shelf in the car ahead of me. <laughs> And he was paying a lot of attention. Mm. Yeah. Was he just nodding up and down? Was he quite small? He was agreeing with me, certainly. <laughs> yeah, that's well, a good point. Thank you very much for this uh, insight into your... Well, that's how I passed my driving test. <laughs> how you passed his driving... Now, <laughs> oh, kids, just turned 17. Tune in to Sorry Night Service for the very the latest, latest in, uh, in driving tips, driving test, passing tips. Mirror signal. <laughs> <laughs> Our slogan could be We'll tell you how to pass the driving test. <laughs> oh god. That would be our slogan. It would be our slogan, Simon. And what a slogan it would be. It would win us all the awards. <laughs> BSM wouldn't know whether they were coming or going. And that would be a severe issue for yeah, a school of motoring. That would be an appalling slogan. <laughs> we're a school of motoring. We don't know whether we're coming or going. Last place. <laughs> In the awards. <laughs> we're first. Yeah. We'll tell you how <laughs> to pass the driving test. One more for the road. Good luck, kids. <laughs> 
Isabel makes love in the Royal Albert Hall. She does, though, doesn't she? She does. Yes. Well, I mean, now, obviously, she's dealt with all the other significant national monuments. Uh, well, let's try to learn the lyrics to that while strimming. <laughs> strimming, you say? It is a gardening practice. Mm, not the way you do it, sir. <laughs> uh, now, listeners, um, regular listeners will know that occasionally... Oh, like with pubic hair. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what regular listeners will know. Well, maybe they will. Anyway, uh, the point is that... Regular listeners will know that occasionally I bring up uh, my home life with my uh, with my lady wife, and um, often she'll be brought up on in conversation on the radio. And occasionally, it perhaps doesn't put her in the best light. Occasionally, I'll, I'll say things that maybe she wouldn't want to, me to be saying. Occasionally, there are moments where you arguably stand a decent chance of dislocating your shoulder trying to deal with the whole issue. Yeah. So that's why I wrote this jingle. Hey, what's this? Simon's got something to say that could get him in trouble when he gets home. So that's for when I'm telling a tale about my home life that's a little bit fruity, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I realise that I do this quite often, and I don't think I gave give Carla enough credit, enough... I don't express my true emotions to her on air. And if she ever deigned to listen to our show and support us... Right. Then, um, then I think she would be disappointed to learn that um, occasionally there are some negatives that come out. And with that in mind, uh, I've uh, developed a new feature, William. Oh! Where I'm going to be exclusively nice to Carla and tell you all why she's how wonderful. How are you going to do that? Here's a jingle for it. For record, Simon thinks Carla is f***ing awesome. So, listeners, this is where I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a tale about how wonderful my wife is. I was, uh, I was watching telly with my wonderful lady wife, Carla. And, um, and I, I, I don't know exactly what was said on the television, but somebody at some point used the phrase, oh, come on, like that. And it was probably a drama. And um, <laughs> just out of nowhere, my <laughs> wonderful lady wife, hearing these words, oh, come on. Came out with the immortal line in this voice. Come, come now, child. There's no such thing as proportional representation. <laughs> to which I fell about laughing. And, and realised, again, once again, why I love her so much. S-I-M-O-N for C-A-R-L-A-S-I-M-O-N for C-A-R-L-A-S-I-M-O-N for C. For the record, Simon thinks Carla is f***ing awesome. But I've just realised I'm going to have to come up with one of those every two weeks. Well, I mean, that's kind of... It did feel like a little moment of hubris, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to manage that. Oh, because the thing is... Yeah. I'm, I'd be prepared to bet you're going to get more use out of the one where Simon's going to be in trouble than <laughs> lovely Carl. Well, time and my marriage will tell. Lou Reed there, listeners. Lou Reed. He is so free and he now deceased. So, um, of course, listeners, the freest one can be. 
Well, it's a bit dark, Will, for... Uh... Escaping this mortal coil! Again, still a bit dark. Escaping! Will, who fancies some light amongst all your darkness? It's me and the rest of us, oh. listeners. Uh, so, um, and I think the best way to do that is by finding out the top ten singles Ooh. in the pop charts. Shall we? Yep. Staying in there at number 10 is Quiet Up There with Now That's Settled, Where Do Babies Go? And rising up the chart through a phoenix from a fire, Cabinet Meeting with New Email Address. Wallowing down there at 8 is Wasted and Wounded with How Do You Do? <laughs> down 12 at number 8, 7 is Duvet Cover with How To Wire A Plug. One third of the devil at number six is the clattering a-holes with Get Up In My Grill. <laughs> number five, Leviticus Jones with My Dogs Are Really Cool. Dropping a number of places at number four is Blur with Country House. <laughs> Having sold some records at number three is Maximum Hoover with Bulk Cushion. <laughs> Following off from purchases. It's Goat's Cheese Fiasco with Get the Fuck At Ya! <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's, 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 oh, right, okay, it's not an actual swear, it's wordplay. And rising 140 places to number one in quite a remarkable week of sales is the Civil Servants with their hit single, Lynx Voodoo. So, listeners, that was the top ten pop singles. And uh, this is the aforementioned Civil Servants with their hit song, Lynx Voodoo. My eyes are only for your eyes that are in your head Oh, baby, baby, who are you? Oh, baby, look at your face It scintillates with beauty Like a plate I'd like to take your face Put it in a crate It's so clean I can eat my dinner off it like a plate I make love to you Like a kind of bus A return ticket To sex town You wouldn't want to stay there Sometimes it's just me great Yeah, sing it again This is the number one hit song in the world And it always will be Yeah like the 38 that serves Elminster, but also the villages. Take my love ticket. You've got a choice, but you don't make it. Our love is like Antiques Roadshow. There's loads of old people looking at it. It may take a long time. But my house will last forever. Yo, I'm staying where we getting crazy love. My noisy neighbors live just above me up in 13. What was that you said? What was that you said? Get it. That was pretty much it, William. To the T. Now, William, you were talking earlier about leaving jobs. Yes, I was. And, um, I, and I'm just trying to, I was just trying to rack my brains during like that song. Like when Bob doesn't flush. You're talking about fecal matter, of course. And, um, when, <laughs> of course. When, 
<laughs> well, that song was on listeners. I was trying to think of, uh, of of times I've left jobs and if there's been any daft circumstances surrounding it. Uh, I think I've got an example. Uh, I am, um, yeah, I did some temp work for um, three hours one day. Three hours? Yeah, that's, that's the only time temp. I've done. No, bugger, I've just got a be- even better one. Even better one. one. Right. We'll do the first one and we could just drop on with the other better one. Fine, okay, I'll do the first one very quickly. Podcast uh, it, was, um, <laughs> it was um it was working at a um cosmetics packing factory. So you just put cosmetics in boxes, seal them up, put them on a crate, it goes off to um the queen. And um <laughs> Career of a dream. And um and uh yeah, no, I, I it was very, very early in the morning. It was really horrible. It was just not good. Um, I was using a sellotape dispensing gun thing to seal up the boxes. So I'll try and explain it. It's sort of um, it's a big gun with some rollers and uh, sellotape surrounding the rollers. You roll the machine over the box, and in theory, the sellotape will will follow of, the will, line, will follow the, the line, and, the and seal the box. And then right. there's some serrated edges. You, you you click down the button and it it chops the sellotape and you move on to the next box. Yeah, not too difficult. You would no, think. no, 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 no. no. Well, no, the amount really of, easy. The amount of blood that was spilled oh on my cosmetics boxes that morning uh, will uh, tell a different story about how I got on. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really think about quality control and I just let them go it's straight through and turn onto the onto the carts with my blood on them. Uh, it's not quite sealed with a loving kiss. <laughs> no, sealed with AB negative. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Negative <laughs> from perforation holes in the thumb, and um, anyway, so I wasn't having a great, great of times. Uh, we uh, we had a, a, a siggy break after a couple of hours, and I approached the manager and I said, um, "Oh, um, I forgot to mention earlier because I realised I didn't want to be there anymore. Uh, I just realised that uh, one of my friends is going on a round the world trip, and um, they're just over there on uh, on uh, on Station Road. Would you mind if I just nipped off and said goodbye to them?" And after a bit of toing and froing and a bit of arguing back and forth, she finally agreed, at which point I walked off to meet this friend and then just walked home again. <laughs> Never went back. <laughs> Wasn't very clever. Smoothly done, Simon. Thank you. I, um, could, I, could I retort with one of almost identical nature in the sense of... <laughs> I went, it's not identical. Well, it's a waste of everyone's time. In the sense of rather than the job that maybe you've outgrown or decided to move on from, just quite early on decided you hated it. Yeah. A while back, mm-hmm. for reasons of desperation, my name was on the list of people that a labouring company might phone up. <laughs> now, listeners, a labouring company, it's just... I don't associate you with manual labour, Will. No, nobody does. Nobody <laughs> no, that's does. right. I'm too, di- I'm too slack-jawed and feckless. Yeah, that's why um, your diary's empty. Yeah. Um, uh, what? Oh, I get it. Yeah. Right, now I'm with you. Okay, so... You try and do manual <clears throat> labour for a career now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That's the... Anyway, <laughs> I did a day with these people, and it was it's just miserable, and I hated it. Mm. Um, and it was a, it was quite a long drive, yeah. and they pay very little. And I thought, well, I don't really want to have to do this again. And then another job came up, and they phoned up. And said, oh, we got one that's really close to you. It's over in Hatch Beecham. Oh, nice. Went, oh, right. So that's like that's maybe a ten minute drive. Mm-hmm. I thought oh, I could do that. And I turned up on the first morning, you know, 10 to 8, mm-hmm. uh, nice and early, went up to the foreman and said, I've been, uh, you know, sent along by da 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 company. And they went, where's your hard hat? And I said, I was told it would be provided on site. Went, no. Where's your reflective jacket? And I was wearing a reflective jacket and I went, this is a reflective jacket. <laughs> and he said, no, it's not. In- <laughs> Which was quite the claim. I thought, that's quite the claim to point at a reflective jacket. It's bright orange. It has reflective panels on it. Mm. It says Freightliner on the back because I got it off <laughs> a bloke your who's... nickname. <laughs> they call me the Freightliner. They call me the Freightliner. 
No, Simon. Yeah. Okay. No, Simon. Sorry. Sorry. It's because it was from a guy who nicked it off the railway lines where he used to work. <laughs> and he gave it to me because he was off to <laughs> disappear with a travelling lady. <laughs> Good. Classic. <laughs> so either way... Enough with the cliches. <laughs> did you... <laughs> Classic Bovril onsets. <laughs> and uh, so I just had to go home dejected. And so about quarter past eight, mm-hmm. having got over this downfall, I phoned up the person who'd organised the job for me and explained the situation. And he went, oh, oh, that's no good. And I explained about the uh, the reflective jacket. And he went, oh, that's just silly. But you know what? You know, I, I've got to look after you guys. So um, I'll tell you what, I'll be there at quarter to eight tomorrow morning with a hard hat and a reflective jacket. Um, so yeah, you'll be able to go along with the day's work. And I went, that's brilliant. And... Over the course of this day, mm-hmm. this remaining just under 24 hours, I thought about the way that he was going to be out there. I thought, so he wasn't out there this morning. So he's only driving out there specifically from Bristol to Hatch Beecham <laughs> yeah. to give me a jacket and a hard hat. Mm-hmm. And I thought about the way that the only day's work I'd done for these guys, I'd got basically no money. Yeah. I said, I think I might be being swindled for quite intense labouring work. <laughs> and so I decided I wasn't going to go back out there the next day. And to celebrate this decision, I immediately got quite drunk. <laughs> Good. Wise guy, the following morning at half past eight, I got a phone call. Will, where are you? And I said, I'm really sorry, I've overslept. So there was a pause and I thought, I best fill in the blanks. So I said, and I've broken my arm. <laughs> Is that, so that's now you'll go to a euphemism for hungover. <laughs> I've broken. overslept. And I've, I've broken, broken my arm. <laughs> well, listeners, you said to give me a call when it was fixed. It didn't. Well, speaking of people not giving you calls when they're fixed. This is being mooted as a... That's being mooted as a... This next song I'm going to play is being mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune of Newsnight. Mooted as a... Mooted as a... Mooted as a... Mooted as a... This one's being mooted as a... That's being mooted as a... It's been mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune to, um, to Blue Peter. Allegedly. 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 Now, William, uh, you'll be delighted to understand that uh, I, uh, I received uh, a fax from a company. Uh, really? Mooted Jingle... Mooted Theme Tunes, Inc. And uh, they inform me that the following piece of music... Yeah. Has been mooted. Yeah. To become the new theme tune. Yeah. To your pants. I. How do they make their money? Sorry? Mooted theme tunes, Inc. I thought you meant how do your pants make their money? I thought I was I know how my pants make their money. <laughs> we discussed this, it's Lenny Henry. <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you what, Premiere in pillows absorb a lot of tears. <laughs> signs are an important part of who we are, but astrology is so much more than personality traits. The constant motion of the planets affects our lives in the boardroom, the bedroom, and everywhere in between. From Saint Augustine to Russell Grant, many have tried to harness the awesome power of the zodiac, but one man stands tall above all others and will guide you through the mystical world of this most astronomical of phenomena. Welcome to Horoscopia.
The forces of darkness will be brought against you on Saturday evening. This will prove to be no great problem for you, as you will have choked on a pistachio two hours before. Taurus! Your performance on Tuesday will garner an enormous round of applause, caused by feet. Foot applause? Either way, the audience will be really enthusiastic about coming to see you. Gemini, revenge, as everyone knows, is completely pointless. Devenge, which is the preemptive form, is a real money spinner. You will find the necessary funds to open a key-cutting booth this week. Cancer! Watch out for any dogs with fluffy tails. If you see one, study it. Learn its motives, adopt its mannerisms. There will be an awkward incident where you will be forced to pretend to be one. And it's probably best to really method the whole thing. Leo, touch your nose. It is your nose. Touch your toes. They are your toes. Reach for the sky. It still defies your claims of ownership. Repeat the last two steps a hundred times a day. And stop eating bread, fatso. Virgo! Just because you don't understand the law, it shouldn't mean that you can't learn how it works. Practice. Practice law until you understand how it works. Libra. On Thursday, you will remember that you are terrified of the dark. This will come at a most unfortunate moment, as you will be in the midst of training a new night watchman at the Pentagon. The alarm following your panicked scream will cost the American taxpayers $2.1 million. Scorpio! You will grow sleepy. So terribly sleepy. Oh, so very heavy-lidded and weary. Your eyes will close and you will fall into a deep slumber. Right. Gemini, go nick her purse. Sagittarius. A chance encounter with an old school friend will result in a relationship lasting a full three hours to flourish. It will mainly be spent in a motel, where you will... You... My... 
goodness. You will... you... By the stars. Where you will... Capricorn. You will... Capricorn. Cap Capricorn. You will get an exciting new job as a motel cleaner. Bad luck. Aquarius. Wednesday will see you rediscovering a passion for the written word. Consequently, Thursday will see an enormous library fine served by the police and the scorn of the local community. Pisces. A pressing appointment with the dentist will cause you to leave work early on Friday. Rushing along the high street, your face a rictus of pain, blood streaming from your mouth, your watch a useless reminder of your inadequacy in timekeeping, a laughing stock of the whole town. Classic Friday. Scorch. It's got to be said, actually, uh, for the context of that last line, the pigs in this case are the varmints. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> As they're affectionately known, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, they certainly are. In these here parts. Uh, now, William, yes, um, before... They are um, the police force. Before... <laughs> before... Before all that unpleasantness, uh, we were talking about uh, leaving jobs, and I said I had another one, and I think this is a good one. In fact, yeah, I'm fairly sure this is a good one. Um, I, um, I lied earlier when I said I'd only had one temp job. Oh, I've actually had two temp jobs. Mm. So uh, already uh, not uh, not trustworthy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> already not trustworthy. Uh, I had a, uh, a Christmas job temping. So looking at the football results. Uh, it's not a result yet. I uh, I had a uh, I had a Christmas job uh, at uh, the early learning centre in Taunton, uh, and I, I wasn't very good at work. Were you not, Simon? No, I was more interested. Well, I was told at the, be at the you beginning that... You were more interested I, in difficult pop music. I was, <laughs> I, was, um, I was told right at the beginning of my induction that, uh, you know, you're encouraged to play with the toys. <laughs> well, I took that to... Um, just go and play. Just go and play. <laughs> go and play in the corner. Go and unpack all the toys and play with them. Yeah, don't let the other children play either. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, so I, I wasn't the greatest employee in the world, and I think my manager was getting slightly sick of me. Um, so she started giving me sort of tasks outside of the shop, which was fair enough, because um, I wasn't very good in the shop. Even and um, the toys. Yeah. And um, one of the jobs that she asked me to do was to go and get a load of company data photocopied and go and post some um, some letters. So, fine. Went off and got the uh, the data photocopied. Right and uh, passing the post box uh, in, um, in in town by the by the old market house yes. and uh, slotted the, the stuff into the post box and I think you know where this is going. Yes, I think I, I look, do. Know I looked down going. as I was heading back off to the uh, early learning centre at to, your um, empty hands. No, at, <laughs> to the envelope. Ah, oh, <laughs> so I'd posted some company financials. Now, it just, uh, just just for the uh, amusement of yourself. No, it didn't no. Be even like the originals as well. 
Yeah, all so, of them. All of it. So you couldn't even go back and photocopy and pretend it hadn't happened. No, no, no. all of it gone. All well I got done. in my hand was the uh, the letter, the envelope. So, um, so this is a time before uh, I had a mobile phone. Right. So here's the thing. Yes. I'm already working for a company, and the manager doesn't think I'm up to much. I don't do a great amount of work in the store. Yes. She's gone out to. She's told me to go out and do a fairly sort of you know pointless task, not very difficult. Go off and do something. A for, really for easy ten, task for ten minutes. Moron can get it wrong. So I'm in this quandary. Whereby, what do I do? Do I leave the post box and run the risk of the postman coming back ah. and taking all the stuff? Right. Or. Do I walk back to the early learning centre and explain what's happened and why I've been that much longer sort of, than I should have been? So what, what, what do I do? What I do I do? I would uh, collar a passing urchin and say, ho oh, there, tiny child, I should give you a shiny sixpence in exchange for relaying a message to the early learning centre. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in retrospect, I probably should have done that. What I did was sit down on those lovely sort of marble <laughs> benches and have a fag or two. And um, just sort of get my panic on a little bit. Postman eventually arrived about an hour and a half later. Also, yeah, okay, yeah. Just seeing where so, the second half's going. So anyway, managed to fish out the company financials. Yeah. Handed in the letter. <laughs> Wandered sheepishly back to the early learning centre. Manager, not happy at all. No, quite reasonably, justifiably. Quite reasonably. Justifiably. Now I'm quite, I'm quite worked up. I realise that I'm on just borrowed time massively. Uh, that is the final score, and uh, <laughs> and um, and it's bad news. And um, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I am um, being the sensitive young chap. I, I am slash was. Uh, I actually broke down in tears because oh, I was so worked Simon. up over the absolute horror. And in the, my sobbing, I said, "Look, I don't think I can do this anymore. I think it's probably best if I left." Sue, bless her, she sort of tried to talk me out of it because she, she, she was a lovely lady. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but no, I think my time with the early learning centre was, was done. So that's that. Uh, several, several, several years later, maybe a full decade later, I'm managing a department in Debenhams. Nebendams. Nebendams, sorry. Just for, just a... Never heard of Debenhams. No, Nebendams. The, 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 the Dutch, Dutch concern. concern. That's right. And, I'm quite um, about this. And... Uh, uh, sort of interviewing people and um, hire a few members of staff. And um, after a while, there's this lady that I've, we've employed on the team who I recognise and I can't work out where, it, where I can picture her from. Turns out it's dear Sue from the Early Learning Centre. That you've hired? Yeah. That is now subordinate to you? No, no, well, no, that's, I mean, yeah, well, I guess, I guess strictly speaking, but Sue's so lovely. I, Sue's wonderful, and I, I think the world of her. Um, but it was, I've never actually sort of said to her about the crying and the envelope thing. <laughs> she knew, I mean, it was, it, I sort of broached the subject of, did you used to work for Early Learning Centre? And we got as far as, you know, oh, that's a coincidence, and all of this. And everybody else on the team sort of knew, oh, see, you used to manage Simon. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we both knew that I was the guy that wandered off for two hours and came back in tears. <laughs> but we never actually ever broached the subject. Oh, that's really sweet, Simon. Yeah. I mean, you say that, but are you sure she didn't just broach the subject with everybody else? What a cowbag. <laughs> You're right! That's why they got me that T-shirt. I mean, to be honest, Simon, it may have been in the age before mobile phones and therefore before mobile phone cameras. Yeah. But frankly, I would have 
given anything. I would have just gone and stolen a camera <laughs> off somebody to get a picture of you sat in the middle of the early learning centre, in the middle of your Hornby train set that you'd unboxed and started playing with, bawling your eyes out because mm. you couldn't work out what a letter was. <laughs> That's essentially it. And speaking, Simon, of the decay of a young body yeah. making you want to expel <laughs> old food from your mouth. Yeah. Do you, have you spotted what's just the other side of the glass, Simon? Let me just open the door and we'll all see. Yeah. Mm. Uh oh. Oh no. It's the varmints. Yes. Pillars of the community. Look at them there. A great bunch of guys. What a team! Yes, that's right, that's listeners. Jeff incorrect. There's a pair of them out there. That's right. Swing yes. low. Um, yes. We've got uh, Dave Varmint. Yes. And uh, we've got a new entrant. Tom Varmint! Uh, do you want to say hello to the listeners, Tom Varmint? A new, new entrant. Matt Varmint is, of course, away this evening sorting out uh, rural Britain's uh, broadband connections. Uh, bless him. He's out there wearing his, uh, his majestic-looking cape. Uh, Tom Varmint, joining the crew. What purpose do you have? As a Varmint? Yeah. This yeah. Is, this is my second outing as Tom Varmint, so my purpose is still really murky. Undefined. Undefined. Yeah. Dave, what does, yeah. he, what does he bring to the party? I mean, he's a great bunch of guys. Sure, we've all heard it. A great bunch of guys. Yeah, he brings music. He brings the music. He brings wow. The music. That wow, is an Im- that is an improvement. And, and the and the humour. And the humour. Good looks. He's the full package. Him. He is the full package. I mean, listeners, you can't see him, but I mean, it's a great face for radio. <laughs> War. Yeah, precisely. That's the only syllable I can think yeah. of. Yeah. Well, uh, Tom Varmint, thank you very much for gracing the end of this show, and I look forward to listening to you grace the next t- three hours. Very welcome. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I'm going to follow you home. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good fun. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Since we've followed somebody back, isn't it? <laughs> tonight's the night. Oh, lovely. Good. So, on that <laughs> note, <laughs> a ginger beer. On that note, on that note, <clears> listeners, <throat> we have one question to ask you. And Simon, what is that question? Uh, it's it's well, the question is, uh, what have William and I learnt this evening? Hmm. Shall we? Employ William post haste. Post haste. I get it. A post. The post. Going towards your face quickly. With haste. Yes, of course. Makes sense. Right. And if Simon's leaving, you're all going with him. So I'm going to start bringing healthy snacks to the show. <laughs> Will's car has a Howl's My Driving sticker on it. Howl's My Howl. Driving. Howl's My Driving. And around the world tickets can be acquired for just three hours work and half an armful of blood. And I didn't have to bust a gut trying to write the events and the weather this afternoon. <laughs> That's what I've learned this evening. Is that what you've learned? Yeah, right. regret. I've also learned that sometimes all the train sets in the world just don't make up for the fact that you've breached the Data Protection Act of 1998. <laughs> <laughs> but they do help. And listeners, if you learnt anything, keep it to yourself for another two weeks, because that's how long it's going to be before we grace you with our lovely words once more. Now, may I formally ask you all to leave. (laughs) 
closing the show. We hope you've learnt your lesson. <laughs> you've a powerful patience. You've a powerful patience there. Um, that was uh, Scotland, of course. And uh, before that was the podcast. <laughs> so, there you are, listeners. There you go, As listeners. promised, Scotland takes about three seconds. The podcast, approximately 48 minutes. <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so there we are. Uh, well done, and we'll speak to you in a fortnight. Yeah. Oh, and apologize, I apologise if it sounds like I've got a cold, because I do. Yeah, and I apologise if I sound great, because I am. Yeah.